0: Welcome back to the fight talk podcast. This is Steven Jensen. Today, my guest is Matthew Gregg. Matthew is the man behind Botchamania, the long running internet wrestling show where basically he shows people fucking up and it's a lot of fun to watch. I've been watching for over a decade uh, since the first episode. And this is a, a, a conversation I've wanted to do for a really long time and I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Um, on top of Matthew's work in Botchamania, he's also a part of Cultaholic. So in this episode, we talk about a whole lot of different topics. Uh, we talk about Adam Blampier, uh, who was, you know, a part of what culture was going to be a part of Cultaholic, and then some controversy hit. We give our opinions on him during this episode. We talk about Matthew's favorite botches. We talk about the ideas for segments in the show. We talk about so much different stuff, uh, You know, the shout outs that he gets from wrestlers, the endings for the shows, clips that he really enjoys, but also clips that he refuses to use. And we talk about that and so much other stuff. So kick back, relax, enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk podcast with me and Matthew from Botchamania. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time because I honestly think I've been watching Match Mania since the very first one. Like oh. it's gotta it has to have been at least a decade or so now, I feel like. Um yes. I, and as I understand it, because I'll just preface this a little bit, then I'll let you, you know, take it away. But as far as um how I was introduced to this kind of stuff was back in the day, um kind of after Napster got like blown up by like the music industry. I went I moved on like so many others to watching, you know, things like Kazaa and LimeWire and like these peer-to-peer file sharing, uh, you know, whatever you call those things, like the offshoots of Napster, I guess. And I remember yeah. seeing these botch compilations. And if I understand it correctly, like the first few weren't you, and then you just kind of took the ball and just ran with it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. I was. Uh, I didn't see them on Kazaa, but I know that they go far way before youtube and must have been shared on message boards and it was uh botchmania one was key crusher 99 and the future referee of chukara uh john barber also known as john Haircutter. and no one for years no one took ownership of who made the first two and then he came around and says it was me and my friend and i went i have no way of proving this but no one else has come forward. So sure, sure, you take it. Fine. And then the third one was made by a guy called Joey Night Heat, a thing from the old Russell Crap forums. And because the third one was, no pun intended, crap, I thought, well, I could do a better job than that and basically learned how to video edit by doing Botchamania and made my own one. Botchamania 4 was my first. And, you know, this is way back when it was like 12 people were all insomniacs or people just walking the dog in the morning watching the videos and they were like you know i got one comment saying this was good you should do another and then i had enough left over to make botchimania five Then two insomniacs and a drug ha- drug smackhead head person were like yeah make another one and just kept you know snowballing from there and yeah so i didn't come up with the concept if i had uh, if i'd known that i would be doing this 12 years later i would have changed the name to mistake fest or something rather than <laughs> so yeah and I, i've done I don't try and shy away from the fact that, yeah, I didn't come up with the concept, but I try and go, well, you know, America's funniest videos and everything else have been around for about, what, 500 years before this, so...
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't think anyone views you as, you know, stealing the idea. I mean, it was a good idea, and then you literally, I mean, you took it to far, far, you know, bigger places than I think it would have ever gotten with anyone else. I think it's really interesting that you actually learn how to video edit
1: through that. That's pretty amazing. Oh, you can tell though. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't quality. even know what a,
1: a scratch disc was until like five years into it.
0: I mean, the quality is definitely, I mean, night and day better uh, today. And and you said 12 years now. So is that something where, like, I don't need to know anything, you know, too in depth, but was it, was Mania something that you were able to turn into like an actual like career? Like, were you making money through like, uh, I know, like YouTube is kind of a sketchy area because, and I'll ask you a little bit about your experiences on YouTube with copyright and stuff as well. But like, I know you've uploaded for a long time on on places like Daily Motion and stuff. With, so, was it something that like actually became like a career
1: for you? Yeah, an accidental career. I mean, it was just something I was doing as a hobby. And for, it was the craziest <laughs> thing. Was I mean, at the very start of this, much if you can leave it in, Stephen. You said some very complimentary things and said you've been watching them since the first ones. I'm like, well, wow, congrats! Thank you very much. I'm I'm beyond flattered um someone like yourself at this level. <laughs> it, it's weird to me because I would say like, wow, is even David Jetson sort of MMA on point. Like, you should be watching high profile video channels and my one's better than mine. <laughs> oh
0: my yeah, I'm it. bored out
1: my ass um and hung over from yesterday. Let's stick on the Donkey Kong Country 2 music and see what happens. But um yeah it it because of Patreon which got introduced to me um just I have you considered this and I went oh what the hell Let's see if it works. End up being a very big success i'm still using it to this day because i can't and really shouldn't be making any profit from the youtube uh, monetization program given that i own nothing in the videos whatsoever <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't own the music I don't own the fun don't own the monday night raw i mean so it comes up you can't monetize this i'm like yeah I-, I can understand that youtube don't worry and uh which is funny because then people like look at like people like yourself and I know Mammoth Muscles and other people who make proper content using other people's footage and go like, oh my God, is it shocking how YouTube, uh, how awkward they're being with the monetization. I'm just out there like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's strange. Like um, to peel back the curtain a little bit, like what we do at MMA on point, like uh, essentially, because we we have been reached out to by like third party companies that look for content for the UFC. So like it isn't the UFC themselves is like never like, contacted us directly in a negative way but we've had like people on behalf of the UFC be like you know you can't show like just someone getting their hand raised in the octagon like we wouldn't show people punching each other kicking each other submission holes it would literally be like Daniel Cormier getting his hand raised at the end of a fight and like that would not be okay and it's like you know so we were doing everything we could so now we've got we've moved on to you know If it's UFC content in any way, shape, or form, we're using still images. And there are some companies that don't care, like Bellator and 1FC and some of these big promotions, you know, kind of underneath the UFC. I
1: think they view it how they properly
0: should as literal free promotion for their content.
1: Right. I mean, some of the way, when I do wrestling, WWE's never contacted me directly because they're WWE. I mean, what? Sorry. Wait a minute. A message from Triple H saying, hey, buddy. You know, what's what's he going to say? But yeah, loads of indie companies are like, they send me the footage or they have the producer or whatever send me the guy or they'll tag me it's like hey this didn't go according to plan well see you at your yet? so it's one of these things where i'm sure people in wwe like the proper people in the wrestlers don't like it but you know for johnny kick pads wrestling in a leisure center and for the 30 people he's flattered because one minute one it's like roman reigns aj styles the minute two his crappy indie she so was like yeah look look lads <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they often I'm told it's like it's a badge of honor to be on these things. And I'm like, look at them like they've got three heads. Like, what do you mean it's a badge of honor? <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess because a lot, so a lot of people have the attitude of, well, everybody's been on it. So it's okay. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you have that attitude. Um, some don't, as you can imagine. But I mean, what's it like with you? Have you had any MMA people come to you and go, oh, I love your work or or say, I didn't appreciate, you know, top 10 worst knockouts or whatever? <laughs> the vast majority um if not
0: all of the feedback i've seen directly has been positive from the fighters um now granted i run the social media so i see like the direct messages and stuff like that i do a lot of video editing but i don't own the channel so like there may be emails that you know jason and tom get occasionally but they've never told me like this or that fighter said anything bad about it a lot of the time we get messages from fighters that are like actually complimenting us on the fact that we're giving non-biased opinions and we're doing it in a respectful way we're never outright you know just trashing a fight or anything
1: like that if anything it's just kind of construction constructive conversation you know yeah i get you and you do it i mean i don't watch ufc by myself i do have a few friends that watch it and we'll watch it and watch it with them because they'll basically fill in the gaps watch it by myself i'm like yeah whatever but he'll be that one guy that gets me hyped You'd be like, like Moro and Elo doing boxing commentary. He's like, this guy's this. I'm like, oh great. But um, so but I'll watch your stuff because it's uh, it gets me into it. It explains it to the layman, and it is in a very professional way. It's not too focusing. Uh, well, it does focus on like little j- jokes here and there, but they're not like really um. What's a word? I'm, looking for? I'm very sorry. I'm not really with it today. Um, they're not really. I'm, I'm basically in the middle of a mold fight in the middle of my room. But so that's what I'm trying to deal with. And I think I'm I'm doing all right. But if this mic goes dead, it just means. The mold has won, and you know, <laughs> send a steak to my mom. But uh, what was I saying? Yeah, the humor isn't the main focus of what you do uh, of the lists or the videos. It it just it's a it just keeps the videos going and keeps it you know understandable. And I do like how it's an educated opinion. Uh, You've been nice to the people that serve it. You've been horrible to the Joe Sons of the world.
0: Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and you
1: mentioned the Tito Ortiz versus Ken, Ken Shurmur, Frank Shamrock fight. Like every every three minutes, and it's great.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because they won't. You know what I mean? Like we got to give a shout out to some of these guys The that, that Dana White is pretty much blacklisted.
1: Oh, absolutely. Frank Shamrock, the CM Punk of UFC. Yeah, and that was one. Oh where, wait, like, you can't say the CM Punk of UFC maybe Oh wait, doesn't make translate. Does it realize?
0: CM Punk. I I will say CM Punk is a guy who I don't think appreciates our content. Um, he does have us blocked on social media, and I don't. I'm not sure oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly the, the reasoning was because um, it was a long time back. Um, it was far before I actually wrote a list a little while back that we put up on the channel about uh, the fighters that deserve to be in the octagon the least. And, you know, I'm a lifelong hardcore fan of professional wrestling. I watched CM Punk wrestle on the indies for like 10 years before he made it to WWE. I'm a fan of the guy, but he didn't deserve to be in the in the octagon based on, you know, merit. And, you know, those kind of things were like, Sometimes we'll have lists that, I guess, kind of put someone in a negative light in that sense. But, you know, like you were mentioning, I feel like we're doing it in a pretty respectful way that, you know, I don't think anybody can really make the argument CM Punk on merit deserved to
1: fight in the UFC in the first place. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I don't I think the only person that's going to argue that is CM Punk and or uh, the other people on that list. I can only imagine we like James Tony or whatever, but. Sure. You know, yeah. obviously great in what he did, but not UFC.
0: Right. Right, and that was so experimental too. It was like, what would happen if we put this former world champion boxer in there against this former world champion MMA fighter? And it was like such like a just kind of like a foreign experimental idea that you know we got the answer pretty quickly. Randy Couture took him down, choked him out, and, and that was that. But that was also in such a different time, like where they were just trying to you know kind of figure things out, see what would work and what wouldn't. <clears throat> excuse me by the time that cm punk got in there it's like this is the place where the best people in the world fight you have a guy in here with no athletic background outside of you know what he's accomplished in the wwe which obviously a much different thing than what you need to compete in the ufc so anyway um but i do appreciate that you watch our stuff man like it means a lot because like i said i've been a fan of, of what you do with watchmania for so long and also um, you know, I was a big fan of all the guys you work with, the Cultaholic, when they were over at What Culture, and I still follow the Cultaholic product and seeing you on their podcast and all that kind of stuff. So like, it's really cool, kind of the crossover where these people that you know I've watched and looked up to in this in this space are now watching our stuff. Like, I think it's it's just really cool for me as a fan, also.
1: Yeah, it's nice to think of YouTube as this, like Big Brother style house. What's that? oh, look over there. It's the Yu Gi Oh! Bridge guys. How you doing? You know, hey, look, Steven <laughs> Jensen over there making MMA videos and avoiding people. Oh, great, you know. <laughs> and I thank you very much for this and watching the podcast and all the other cult holic videos. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes, like once a month, the podcast is really good.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I enjoy it, <clears throat> I like what you guys do. I, I wanted to ask you, like, I mean, obviously, you're a, a massive fan of professional wrestling. Well, have you been a fan like your whole life and, and, like, you just kind of stumbled upon the idea of doing the Bachmania stuff, or did you become a fan, like, later on? And and if so, who were your favorites kind of growing up, favorite wrestlers, favorite matches, that kind of stuff?
1: I wasn't, like, a lifelong since I was, like, a little kid, but, like, I was, like, how old was I? I must have been 11 or 12. Like, my mom and sister well, obviously grew up poor, so we'd go to car boot sales and things like that, and somebody was selling, like, the WF annuals, 1993 and 1994. And my mum got me these, and I didn't even watch wrestling. I'm like, what is this? And I guess you just assumed, it's like, well, you're a full-blooded lad. You'll, you'll love this wrestling. So I opened it up, and I'm still remember to this day just these huge images of guys like Repo Man and Bam Bam Bigelow and Undertaker, who was apparently dead. I'm like, what the hell is this? Because so I just thought it was like a live-action cartoon, and it didn't even explain to you what the rules were. So I think the first thing I ever watched was a taped-off TV copy of SummerSlam 92. That was just the last three matches So, Macho Man, Warrior uh, Obviously Bret Hart Versus Davey Boy Smith And the match I was most interested in Which is Kamala versus Undertaker Just because Bobby Heenan on commentary sh- Yelled you know, As Kamala's come to the ring with the giant Crash Bandicoot mask You know, and that, that huge <laughs> pump And travel music coming out And he's got the handler there to make sure like he doesn't kill any fans It's like, Kamala is going to beat the Undertaker And then he's going to put him in a pot And eat him I'm just like, what is this? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and it became hard to watch uh, or get a hold of unless you had like loads of the the what's it called this country Silver Vision uh, Coliseum Home Videos. But then eventually we ended up getting uh, basically a very cheap version of Sky, which is the base amount of channels. There's little Telewest box that's so laughable to look at. Now it's actually hard to get a good image of it online. No one took good. No one was wanted to take a photo to admit that they owned one, and. Um, but yeah, that had a bunch of channels on it. And we got Sky One, which had the censored version of SmackDown and Superstars slash LiveWire, which just recap shows. So I didn't see Monday Night Raw until years later. But SmackDown, the censored version, so whenever there was a chair, it would cut weighed the crowd. And the first one I watched of that was, it was, was it after King of the Ring? Yeah, it must have been, no, wait a minute. I can't help myself now. Before or after King of the Ring 99. And it recapped the entire higher power storyline and if it's recapped it looks like it makes sense if you go back now it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it was literally to get the title off austin we put the title on austin then get the title off austin but as a kid watching this the recap and it, the mcmahon pulling off the hood to reveal it's him it's him austin it was him all along austin and from that moment i didn't stop watching it
0: that's Nothing. super interesting how they
1: how they would do that i didn't realize that you guys
0: would see like a like a recap and like an edited version of this stuff over there.
1: Oh, it was great because it was the same crowd shot every time. So there was like a sign. <laughs> they tell it was the same shot because there was a sign in the crowd for Take Michinoko. and it was like it was them He hadn't been there for like <laughs> for nine months. He was in Japan at that point. It was like still. <laughs> there's one guy. Oh yeah, Tiger's still here. Oh my god. So did and then, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. So I got So did y'all? Did y'all get the?
0: If I remember correctly, like, the for you guys, like, overseas and stuff, like, you guys would get the pay-per-views, but, like, just a little bit later than us, but they'd be free. Was that
1: right? Yeah, it changed over the years. But to begin with, in that period, they would have been on, uh, actually, I don't know. But the important thing was, in 2000, the very important thing happened in the UK, which was Child 4 partnered with WWE to put on the pay-per-views for free. This is on terrestrial TV, so everyone can get it. And so a lot of people of a certain age may have not watched wrestling afterwards, may not watch it today, but they a lot of people, millions of people, watch Royal Rumble 2000 because it was free. And that was live, but it did have adverts on it. So I don't know how that would work exactly. I think I'll have to go back and check, but I think it's just like, you know, we've got a promo with The Rock. And then it cuts and it's just like, you know, here's a Ford Focus or whatever the car was out at the time to Come back and the rest of the rock promo, which is weird to see. But yeah, uh, so this has this um this that kickstarted this weird almost um oh where I'm for you. uh weird thing that UK people have sometimes this day where they go, Oh, you mean I have to pay for the pay-per-view? <laughs> it's like they even though they were called pay-per-views on TV, we get them for free for about a year and a half. We're still like, oh, we have to pay for the pay-per-view, even though it's there in the name, pay-per-view. <laughs> Oh um, so we got them there And so Channel 4 immediately Ended up falling out with WWE because they were Supposed to be selling it at like Early teens like P, I guess what PG-13 would be and Meanwhile what happened at Rumble 2000 There's table dives, there's blood And thumbtacks and the Triple H Cactus Jack Match, there's May Young's titties And it's it was an 18 rated But it came out on, um, on home video It was 18 in this country because of the violence and titties On display and so they were Immediately like oh that we Great, thanks. I know it's okay in America to have all this violence and still sell uh, toys to kids. <laughs> but over here, we have a bit, we have these standards that we have to uphold. So on the next show, they actually ended up censoring stuff. Like X-Pac was bleeding and they just digitized his forehead, making it look yeah. like the man with no face and stuff like that, which had a lot of complaints. And then eventually that meant that they just thought, all right, we're not doing the deal anymore. And then the pay-per-views went on to Sky Box Office. Which you have to pay for. First of all, you have to pay for the privilege of having Sky, and then you have to pay for the rights to pay for the the pay view on top of that, where they stayed for until this year. Jesus, yeah, that lasted that long.
0: I remember being so jealous as like a kid hearing that you guys were getting stuff for free because like I would because I couldn't afford to watch live, so I would literally sit in front of my TV screen with like because we would the channel would pick up on my TV, but it would just be like a bunch of like like the ants all over the screen or like a bunch of yeah weird I've seen the colors. pictures. yeah I would just sit there and like but the audio was always pretty clear so I could listen to like Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler like explaining what was happening and every now and then you get kind of like a clear vision of what was going on but uh, but that's how I had to watch a
1: lot of this stuff that's great I mean how did you yeah. watch it do you have to do you have to get the box for that or do you just have to order up your cable company or
0: yeah so like there was a couple levels to it so like Um, My family had the, I guess just kind of like your standard cable where like we got, you know, like 100 channels or whatever it was, but you would need either like a satellite dish or like a different box or something else to even be able to order the pay-per-views. So like I was unable to even order pay-per-view, but like I knew that it was a channel like 96 or whatever, just like off the antenna still somehow picked up just enough of a connection for me to be able to do what I was just saying. But I did have some friends whose parents had what we call the black box, which
1: was... That's what I've heard of.
0: Yes, which picked it up for free, but was super illegal. So, like, if you got a call with one of those, it was, like, a pretty big deal. Um, but I did have one friend who had that, and I do admit I watched uh, quite a bit of WCW pay-per-views off of uh, my friend's black box there. So Lovely. And that's the, the box we're talking about in The Simpsons, right? Dude, uh, believe it or not, I I don't know a whole lot about The Simpsons. I know you're a massive. Oh, fan bye, Stephen. Bye. Good talking to you. <laughs> I big on South Park though, like South Park. Oh, South. that's fine. Um, and I and I never disliked The Simpsons. I just never. I'll, I will say I really enjoyed The Simpsons. Like at the beginning, like when it was like the first, I guess, few seasons, I thought it was like a really, really like edgy show as a kid. And then for whatever reason, I guess I just kind of moved on to South Park, and that was just kind of my my cartoon I stuck with. Oh, that's fine I, i'm I'm not judgmental oh it's okay it's okay um but but yeah that's what we that's what we had was like you had to have the black box i remember specifically I, in looking back on it now it's really funny to think about because the match was so garbage but at the time i remember being really bummed out that i couldn't order roddy piper versus hulk hogan in wcw
1: like mm-hmm. i was so bummed so. see that's uh, the see the debut is amazing just that was well, so he beats beats Macho Man? And he was like, w- Who else has left? And it's just, Wah! and then he like, Sounds like bagpipes. And so there's this Mexican wave who goes, Oh, you know, yes. And then they talk, the piper obviously talks for so long, the pay view goes off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good times, Roddy.
0: And there's, there's a botch right there. Um, have you had any, uh, speaking of botches and what you do, like, have I know What's there's the a question? few, a few that you don't, you don't, um, use like there's like i guess i like kind of a line there of like clips that you will not put on there i think one of them i remember from a long time back being like the sid like break which i don't want to see myself ever again personally but like is there a handful of those that like off the top of your head you, you can kind of put out there and say like i will
1: not use these clips oh there's, there's a few yeah um ironically it's uh rip the the day the guy who created face of death passed away today so oh wow had a, obviously had a huge inspiration on me as a kid <laughs> But and what was I talking about? God, I'm, I'm, I'm boiling here. I must be sorry. Sorry, the mold's currently on my leg. Be right back. Um, the <laughs> I ended up putting on the YouTube channel the first few ones what I wasn't going to use because so many people would request them, and you can't. I couldn't tell. It's very hard even now to tell. Uh, someone's you know pretending to be you know a horrible person or you know the Uh so they would say, Hey, you should put Owen Hart's death in. That was the ultimate botch, right? And stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, right. Because you want to imagine that your fan base is a bunch of really smart people sitting together in suits going, Oh, let's just watch the latest botchamania and all stroking the beards and whatever. And it's like, no, there's you get to a certain point where they're not all going to be nice people. they are all going to see the worst of this. And it's like, all right. So it was that. Um, Sid's Leg, which apparently was one of the videos I would look for and could find easily before YouTube. Um Back when a video online you had to look for, wow, it wasn't Google, it was some other search engine that only specifically searched for videos. And that would always come up for some reason. A few other. Mass Transit, that was one. Mm, sure. That, that's a laugh a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, they were all, all horrible shit. And I remember it happened. What was? Oh, yeah, I remember Enzo's injury when Simon Gotch went to throw him. And he's supposed to, I think, he's supposed to go over the ropes or uh, through the ropes and enzo's timing was off so do you remember what i'm talking about how, how yeah, he... yeah yeah he, yeah he
0: like he tried to like slide i think he was trying to slide under the bottom rope and he caught his head or something like that
1: oh, oh. It, it just bounced yeah it, it bounced like a, a tennis ball in a prison wall cell It just boink. and now i looked at it, when I watched it with my friends and my friends reacted and i went oh that did not look good and he went ah oh, it's only acting and he got was like oh yeah he's really injured and then because, again, so many people were, like, asking me for it. I went over Twitter and goes, no, I'm not putting it in. And then just many people, like, oh, don't take the moral high ground, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. And, I mean, in a way, they're right. Like, no, 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 I only do the ones where they get slightly hurt. It's like, yeah, I'll I der- take moral high ground. But I'm like, yeah, you know what? You are right to an extent, but I'm still going to put it in because you know he got effed up. So I'm not going to put it in. I mean, if you you know, I try to tell the line and, like, what happened at Triple Mania last weekend? Um, oh, what's a freaking name, Lady something something? She was supposed to get pushed off the top rope by uh, Tessa Blanchard and land on a ladder, and she just missed the ladder completely, and they've gone splatting on the floor, and it looked horrible. And then just you know, the medics came and checked her out, and I'm like, well, I'm not putting that in. And then she tweets later on, like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh well, you know, if if she's okay, yeah. But if she's gone, oh yeah, I'm I'm effed. My spine is dust. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm not putting that in. And it's, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a nice bit of uh, escapism. But if you know that they got messed up and I know that they got messed up, it's like, well, you know, it's already really like the old jovial. and have like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie playing in the background. It's like, ha ha, that person can't walk. I'm like, mm.
0: <laughs> Well, that's, that's something that I wanted to ask you about also, like how you come up with the ideas for the music that you use, because it just, it's always so perfect for what you have shown on the
1: screen. Thank you. That's again it what I make I'm not trying to make a sound like sound like fucking awesome wells, but like that's the thing that I'll probably spend the longest amount of time on because I'm like I'll play like different songs. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. No, the tone is wrong there. But it really can make a difference. I mean you don't want somebody getting completely effed up and it's like <laughs> do 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 <laughs> around, you're like, Oh god, no, <laughs> And then there's sometimes the faster paced music where the heavier stuff works, and then sometimes you do need that daft music, but it really does have to fit. Because if you, you know, and even worse, I can, I try not to look back at anything I've made. Anything that's longer than a week, I don't look back at because it's like watching, um, you ever see Alien Resurrection where she walks in and there's this room full of failed clones? Oh, like, sure. Like got like three heads and they like, can't walk. I'm like, that's what they look like to me. It's like, oh, go away. I don't want to look at you. And, but yeah, there's been so long of like, was I watching my friend? And I've gone, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. That was the wrong song. Should have gone with Castlevania 2 rather than Castlevania 3 there. And it, yeah, but thank you. Yeah, when it works, I think it's like, people go, yeah, that really worked. I'm like, get the fucking. It's one of those little pleasures in life where something works, fits together like, you know, peanut butter and jelly.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I love when you use video game soundtracks, 8-bit music. And honestly, my, probably my favorite is when you use uh, the Space Jam
1: soundtrack like it'd be oh like, my god that's a slam. long time ago <laughs> people eating shit <laughs> you wave
0: know
1: <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> your hand in the uh, slam <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, how, how did you come up with the uh now that i'm just kind of thinking of some of the themes of of your show like how did you come up with the whole send for the man concept because i always think that that's really funny especially like i mean i know it's like evolved and you use different clips now but that classic just Macho Man slapping uh I don't remember who it is now, of uh, one of those women that he just he just hits and it's like send for the man it, for the uh you know, everybody talks too much segments. I think that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, they start of started off when I realized, oh, I've got multiple clips of the same thing. I can make a segment here. And it's amazing some of these things you have an idea of that maybe took five minutes for ten years ago. I'm still doing and people are still popping for, like, yay, send for the man. Yeah, because the original Macho Man clip is um Kevin Nash versus, I believe, David Flair. And then Kevin Nash goes backstage. So, Macho Man, who in 1999 didn't even look like he looked like someone had attached himself to one of those old air pumps at the garage and pumped himself up. And was like, oh. And so he's going backstage <laughs> looking for Kevin Nash. And he bumps at it. He's like, busting over the table. He's like, where is he? And Tory Wilson and uh, I believe it's Gorgeous George are supposed to be like, oh no, Macho, no. Uh, but <laughs> Thorry Wilson's just like laughing <laughs> her ass off. And so Macho Man has to slap a one. And he's the good guy. And the entire arena sees it and they instantly start booing him. So everything's all over the place. And um, yeah, and I just thought like thought I'd use that on a regular feature. It's like, oh, is someone laughing? Well, Macho Man's coming for you. And it wasn't until uh years later. Oh, so the song is um it's the Michael Jackson's Moonwalker Mega Drive version of Beat It. And it was, I was just used it because it's like, duh, 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 you know, it's a, I had the Moonwalker soundtrack on my to-use list. And I think it works well. But it wasn't until years later, I'm realizing, wait, one of the lyrics is, don't want to be no macho man. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Man. And I was just like, wow, it was destiny. <laughs> I was born this earth to match up that song to that clip. <laughs> but yeah, this it just, it just, it just kind of happened. because so like a lot of old TV shows in this country, like Soccer AM, I would be around in the night, have those little segments, those regular features. So it was, I, didn't even, I didn't sit down and go, right, I need regular bits. And people will request them constantly. It just kind of happens. You do it once and people laugh and you go, all right, they'll do it again. And they, if they keep on laughing, then you keep on doing it. Like I am the table, center of the man, everyone talks too much. Which is funny because everyone kept on finding songs where that's said. And there's a surprising amount of songs where that's said, <laughs> the exact expression. So I'm like, oh, all right. I didn't come up with it. Um. <sighs> Yeah, this kind of happening and, and and some of them but behind every successful segment is a segment that didn't go anywhere and down its arse, And I go, All right, fair enough then. But rather like wrestling, you have to make mistakes to find stuff that works and then learn from them. and never, never do them again.
0: Sure. Well, and like through trial and error, I don't know I don't know how much of this you dealt with like <clears throat> over the years, but I know like, you've had to, like, on YouTube specifically, I know that you had to go through, like, all these different usernames. Like, until the one that you've had now, that I think you've had for quite a while now on this this same one, you know, knock on wood, not trying to jinx anything, but, like, what was that whole process like? it just be like, you got all these views, all these people know where to find your stuff, and then it's like, okay, something happened, I need to change, change the username, create a new page, and, like, kind of, not necessarily start over, but kind of, you know?
1: Yeah, it was weird because YouTube... I mean, I'm, I'm doing this so long, and um, YouTube keeps on changing how it deals with things like copyright. So, doing for a while would be the th- the three strikes rule, and it was a thing where if they had to take a video down, and uh, then that would be one strike. And I have to send you to effing copyright school with the Happy Tree Friends. Like, I don't know, I don't know whose dick they were sucking, but more people know that from anything <laughs> they did before they became a fucking YouTube thing. So, well done, mate. I remember getting those fucking original vi- videos of them as well, um, Sorry for wearing, but. No, the, no, no. You can say whatever you want. It's no problem. Oh, thank fuck for that. The, <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And then it's like, the original channel was like, Mafu. Oh, like, right, well, that got taken down. And the second one was like, Mafu Nitro. It's like, oh, that got taken down. And it was Mafu versus Capcom. Oh, that got taken down. And all this. And I just had the attitude of, well, if it gets taken down, I'll just make another one. And that was alright, and people accepted that until, obviously, the world domination of YouTube, where everyone looked at YouTube and gone, wait, we can use this. YouTube is now a good idea for business. And uh, now everyone does it. that's why, the, you know, the what cultures and watch mojos of the world have, you know, sterilized police. And so I'm like, oh, so to be honest with you, I'm glad that you watch my stuff and everything else. But I do feel like, you know, the, the little house in Up, you know, there's just like nothing but city blocks and tower blocks and much more successful. I'm just this little crappy house that has to occasionally put some balloons on and fly away to a different location. <laughs> like, yeah, this is clearly a good idea. But I'm still going to stick at it. And yeah, it has been weird. Now I'm at the level now where they do take down videos, but they don't give me a strike, which I'm like, all right, fine. And so they'll, you know, they'll always say copyright infringement, copyright infringement. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But if they're taken down, it's just like, okay, well, carry on. Like, okay. Um, And to be honest with you, it just shows how dedicated fans are. The fact that they've stuck with this and gone from channel to channel, they've put up with daily motion, which is, a horribly designed website i don't know how it's kept together it must be with sellotape and string and hope but it does work and thankfully all nearly all the videos are on daily motion because it's it's like the secret it's like um in national waters there's no there's no laws or boundaries and yeah places like vimeo uh i just started using x videos which is nice that they'll have me but it does mean there is a lot of cock in the surrounding videos <laughs> <suggestions>. <laughs> i mean a lot um, and things like that um very stream these are of the, uh, things i'm using as well but obviously youtube will i mean for the foreseeable future even with all the horrible changes they're making to monetization i would be interested in seeing how it's affected you with all um, nma on point but uh, until then there's still the number one thing in town and more people still watch that stupid video and video thing that i do for the videos now than they do any other format where it's full screen so
0: i was about to ask you that next if if you were getting more views on daily motion because you can keep it full screen, but you just answered my question there. So like you are still getting the majority of your views on YouTube, even though you have to do that. I guess it's like the kind of like a trick, the algorithm type thing and put it in like the little box in the corner. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And also, I mean, do you think that we'll see someone or a, uh, a platform in the near future come around and try to like, try to like compete with YouTube? Cause I, I saw, you know, i I follow video game streamers and, and I've been watching Twitch for, for years. And you know, a big story recently was Ninja who was, you know, the top streamer there switching to Mixer and obviously Mixer has given him a lot of money to make that move, obviously making some sort of play to compete in that market against Twitch. Like, do you right. think that we're going to see something like that? Cause, cause it was, it, I think it's going to happen at some point where people are just going to get so like some top YouTubers who are making a lot of money are going to be like, you know what? Like, YouTube is messing up our business too much. Let's just start our own thing over here that doesn't deal with all this stuff.
1: I think as long as YouTube continues to pay out big time for the big guy, like the mainstream name YouTubers, uh, nothing will be done. It's you know, it's like WWE and every other big business. If the guys who are making a lot of money will push to the top are happy, then it won't make a difference if the lower tier guys who are getting left over move away. They'll have they'll bring their friends and fans, sure, but they they keep the, the really big people happy. Then what, what's going to happen? They didn't suspend uh, Pootie Pie after he did all those did all those things, and he didn't leave. He's, he's done enough horrible stuff, and he's still there. So as long as they're there, I don't think anything's going to happen. To be honest with you, I mean, there's going to be a video alternatives, sure, but to, to go against YouTube, nah, not unless if, if they keep the people the, the the main eventers, as it were, happy. Then I don't think anything's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm just interested to see in the next few years because like the mixer thing was really um, that really threw me off guard with like the streaming world because I was like because Twitch is is basically you know the YouTube of that world and I was right. like oh wait a second they just paid the top guy to come over to them meaning like they're gonna that's gonna keep happening. Well what I think is really interesting about that, especially for content creators, is the fact that it's going to Similar to how it happened in uh, in pro wrestling in the mid '90s when guys were jumping from WWF over to WCW with the guaranteed contracts, like some, something like that's going to have to start happening because you know there's I don't think it's going to be something where like all the Twitch streamers just jump over to Mixer because that that wouldn't be smart. But if right. Mixer started kind of cherry picking, like hey, I'll give you I'll give you ten million dollars guaranteed to stream with us for the next three years, and you don't have to worry about you know the actual amount of views you're getting you don't have to worry about the actual amount of ad revenue like you're still going to get that stuff but you have all this money on the front end that offsets offsets it by far you know i feel like it's going to kind of change the game when it comes to that kind of stuff
1: right i mean that's it if if uh, you know the new youtube variant comes out um if they pay the money and it's going to be you know fucking, i don't know how much it's going to be to get a ksi or whatever to come over then absolutely fine and it will be you know Hogan showing up and W showing up, whose side is he on? You know all this, yeah. But <laughs> if they're not doing that, then what we're seeing basically now is YouTube is so big. We're just seeing all these little, you know, sub uh, fan groups and everything else like that. The fact that there's multiple um, sections of people who are into wrestling, but like the different uh, people talking about, like what culture call the Holic Wrestle Talk, to name but a few. And um, Russell Splania, Russell Lane and all these shows how big YouTube is. It's going to require somebody. It's going to require a, a Tony Khan to make his own video site. You know, it's not just going to be a bunch of disgruntled people who aren't making that much money. We're going to go, yeah, let's make our own. Let's make our own YouTube with blackjack.
0: <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure um, Mixer is owned by Microsoft, so it's not like it was just like some guy. So yeah, you're totally right there.
1: This is the opinion of a man who does not know business that well. But
0: <laughs> so, oh, no. Well, no. I mean, you've, you've been in the game much, much longer than I have, dude. You're a you're a pioneer. What uh, what got you linked up with Cold the Holic, by the way? Like, is it from y'all kind of all being in the same area out there? And they were you know obviously familiar with your stuff and you probably knew them from, you know, what they were doing with what culture?
1: Yeah, it was weird. Um, they all just seemed to move to the area I was in, you know, what culture set up shop in Gateshead a proper office block. I'm like, all right. And then it's like, and then those guys I knew, uh, because I would start going to what culture pro wrestling shows. And, and I'd be like, I mean, I was there to see the wrestlers because at the very beginning, they had guys like Eligero, Noam Dar, Jay Lethal was there when he I think he may be been ring of Honor champion at the time. And yet 50% of the audience was there to see the YouTube lads. You know, they were there like the King Ross shirts and you know, Blampier club or whatever the fuck it was. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, wow, these, these, this really is a thing. Cause I knew that, and obviously I knew they were getting hits and stuff, but it's, if you don't talk to anybody in real life about these things, you don't really think about how it is in the real world, quote unquote. But I went there and just like, oh, these, these guys really are loved, you know, and ended up just talking to them after this. And, you know, some of them were like, oh my God, it's Matthew. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you may have been in that ring with we sort of like, Thousands of people or tear your ass off, but now you're like all gooey eyed for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I was like hanging out with them and chilling with them. And I'd see them on nights out because Jack goes to the same clubs that I do. Um, Ross is not a, Ross does not go to the same clubs that we, <laughs> Ross is completely different music to me. And Bichitti, I think, is rather at home reading a book and I don't know, drinking coffee. But then I was around when the split happened, when they all left to form Cultaholic. And it happened to me that we're going a night out. So I was like, hey, lads, you know, joining them for pre drinking. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And it looked like a funeral. I'm like, oh, what's happened? You know, the Saturday night, and I'm all bevved up because, like, because you're there in your head, like, I hope nothing serious has happened because I'm not in the mood to be unhappy. and I don't think it's going to happen. And, like, yeah, we've kind of left. Left where? <laughs> what well, called you? Oh, it's like, yeah, we'll start up our own thing. And I went, oh, cool. And because I'd had a few drinks of you, suddenly really confident. I said, like, cool, can I come? You know, <laughs> Yeah, shoot your shot, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, I'm like, I'm just gonna be polite. I'm, I know we're about literally about getting a taxi, and they were like, yeah, yeah, sure, and I'm like, all right, great. Um, and that was pretty much it. And you know, came in, like, I want to do this, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm very thankful that people like yourself have stuck him with a podcast because to begin with, even though I knew Jack, like from a night out or whatever, I barely knew Ross as a person, and I mean, Jack to be honest with you. And so the original ones were like, you know. Okay, hey, how you doing? Shake hand, shake hand Alright And now, chemistry And you're like, well, that, that's not how it works You can't just sit down and start talking to somebody for the first time And be like, oh my god, my good friend Ra-. So those few ones were like, fucking We really should have just hung out for like an hour beforehand Get to know each other But but they're literally pumping out videos on an hourly basis So they did not really have time for that to procrastinate So it, they they, they, sucked. they looked like Pacini was off camera with an AK-47 Pointing it towards us Going, you know, <laughs> act more friendlier so, I had to basically, I, I, because, you know, those guys I know were like fans of me when they were kids and everything. I think I rest on my laurels a lot and realized that I sucked when I went on YouTube and looked at the comment, which I, I'd never do my own videos now because all fucking horrible. But with Colorholic, I looked at the comments on YouTube and went on the Facebook pages and they were just like, Matthew needs to do this. Matthew, it's fucking annoying. Matthew, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. So, I'm a message like, thank you very much for the feedback. I'm going to have to like learn how to do this. And, a lot of them were like very like oh no thank you for you know taking criticism on board and a lot of them still stick with it and I've met people in real life who were like oh i love the podcast i'm like oh you actually watched this oh thank you so i'm glad it's like learning a new skill because if you see the a lot of these people online and they're talking to each other and having a good time and you go ah oh, looks easy yeah try doing it and make it so you're having fun and the audience is having fun it's a lot harder
0: yeah and especially when you have like a built-in audience like it's not like you're just doing it and like 10 people are watching like a lot of people are going to watch this so like there is that kind of added element of pressure as well
1: yeah right I and mean, i mean now, now I, I used to fear that but now i love it it's like yeah come on i'll make you laugh i can hear you laughing through the microphone but i mean to begin with it's like hey that, that was like and then just me just dropping nerd references and the, the complete silence from the other two and i'm just like oh yeah this isn't twitter is it you're gonna. Just do a GIF of Street Fighter, and then that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you, you need a bit more than that. I'm like, oh, okay, fine.
0: Well, you know, since we're speaking about Cultaholic, and you don't have to answer this at all if you don't want to, I just figured I'd ask because I don't know really anybody close to the situation at all. But, like, do you think that Adam Blompier will ever return to, like, YouTube or Cultaholic? Because I, I personally, this is just my opinion, I don't think that what happened was that big of a deal. Like, I'm sorry, if people who listen to this think that, like, I'm some asshole for, for believing that. But I've seen people do much, much, much worse than what he did and not have a hitch whatsoever in their careers. Like, do you think that because he's such a funny guy, he was so perfect for these type this type of content. And, and I, I miss watching him. Um, like, do you think that he has any desire to return to this kind of stuff? or Do you think he's pretty, pretty content with kind of how things are right now?
1: Yeah, Blanbier is a complicated thing because there's a bunch of things there to break down. One thing was the thing that he did he, you know, asked a bunch of people, Can I see your titties? And some of them said yes. And then they got by his remorse afterwards. And, you know, obviously the the debate is there was it, you know, if you are a famous person using this to your advantage, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And it's like, that's one thing I'm not going to get into. But the other thing was, you know, they were just sexed and Blanbier is a heterosexual white male. I might, yeah, you know, outside of someone filming him killing the, killing someone and dumping the body in a river, he's he's going to be able to recover from this on YouTube. Like history is sure. in his favor. I'm not being funny, but you know, and instead of that, and I mean I'm not judging the guy too much for having an ego. You have to have some sort of ego to want to do all these videos and make your brand, your name and everything else like that. I get it. But yeah, I was under the assumption that he was going to have to eat a lot of shit. And then it'd be the trial of Blampier or whatever. You know, You know, they'd do some videos the Cultaholic. It would be really interesting or whatever. And, you know, people that hate him would get to see him, you know, get the fuck kicked out of him or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Maybe they'd be like Salo or something with him. I don't know. And I just thought, yeah, and he'd, he'd come back. Because he... Even today, even today, people go, yeah, we want Blampier back. I miss him. He was so effing popular. Instead, he... I don't think he, want, again, I don't know him that well. I know him that he was, even when I was talking to him, I enjoyed talking to him in Newcastle because he was weird. He had a very interesting perspective on things. And, you know, not just titties, but he just, he just thought <laughs> about stuff that would come out of nowhere and it would be like, wow, this guy's got, this guy's thinking about weird stuff. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Because, you know, majority of the people I grew up with, uh, quite frankly, fucking weirdos and... You know, basically, we kept them away from serial killing people, to be honest with you. So it's it, like, oh, yeah, cool. This guy's, yeah, this guy's got to speak in my dumb language, almost. But it, he didn't really... I don't think he wanted to be, like, heel blanpier. He wanted to be face Blampier, and that was gone. That was gone forever, you know. Yeah, I don't remember, like, if you've seen the documentary on uh, ESPN, like, the O.J. Simpson, Made in America. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah, you know when he like came back in like the nineties and he was like rapping OJ and he was like, you know, making fun of the fact that he had this reputation, and all this. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. I thought like Blanby could come back like that. And he didn't. He obviously he was like, no, I'm gone. And I think he made things worse for himself because he I think he's tried to salvage it by making he did an article for a newspaper. And it was oh, I think the name was something like, Men, our time is up. And that did him in just as much as everything else, because then a lot of people like, we can't relate to you. We mean men. If any of us message somebody and ask for titties, they're going to go, no, fuck off, you creep. You're getting them because you're famous. So famous person saying people below him, you know. Hey, we need to step up. Like, no, you're not one of us. We like you because you're up there. Don't, don't try and fucking come down from Mount Olympus and fucking, you know, live like one of us. Like, fucking sure. Like, no. And I think that turned off a lot of people. Like, him trying to, like, you know, come on, lads, we can't do this type of behaviour. And we're like, we weren't doing that behaviour. You were. <laughs> and that annoyed a lot. Of people, that that just got got as much flack as anything else he did. And as far as I know, he is in London. He works at a board game shop, and that's it. And apparently he must get mess He still has his social media and everything, but he still gets people going, hey, when are you coming back? <laughs> well, never. Right. CM Punk will return to wrestling before Blimey comes on YouTube again. And I think we um, other people have asked him if he wants to do other stuff, and he just says, no. Doesn't want to do it. it, it, it. That decision, by the way, that, um, that's, I'm calling it a decision. I don't know why I'm trying to say things. Getting caught with the sexting. Uh, let's see. It cost him his location, because he moved down, Newcastle down to London, it's a completely different place. Um, his relationship with his girlfriend, pretty sure they broke up afterwards. His career, because obviously he hasn't been on YouTube since, and uh, working a holic. so we lost him everything. So, as far as people go, like, do you think he's enough? I think, yeah, he should do some videos where he gets some flack. Um, but I mean, as far as punishment goes, he has lost a lot of the stuff he had spent, God, I don't know how many years building up, so. Because there's some people who still think I should, you know, go to his house and beat him up, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you're right. You should, yeah, we should, we should, we should uh, put an albatross around his neck and keep on going at him. But on the like when WWE signs up somebody to their roster, it just means that the, that the there's a big blampier size gap in all of people's lives. And really, though, no one stepped up. It's just a shame be- cause there's a lot of middle class condescending down the lower class people. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry that's an instinctive thing i have to get out there that's that's a regional divide here in the uk that has to be brought up it's like oh it's so nice isn't it the, yeah. well i i appreciate you going
0: that in depth about it because i know that's kind of like a kind of a sore subject especially for you know cold the like i mean all that stuff happening literally right as the launch of the channel was happening and like i it, it just it was just it was just sucked forever like from every angle so i i appreciate you even just answering it as much as you did man
1: thanks Oh, no problem, like I said, i will just like to state by the way, like these are my opinions and my opinions only. They're rambling, like I said, I'm fighting mold as I'm talking. These These do not reflect the opinions of people are call the holic, they all have differing opinions on this, whether they want to share them or not. Um, they're probably sick to death of answering the question because, like, <laughs> they just get they get even more messages than me going, Where's Blambier coming back? Right? <laughs> they're like, Who's going to win King of the Ring 2019? and people are like, Is Blambier coming back? It's like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you for asking. I mean, what was your opinion on it, Stephen?
0: My opinion. Is if honestly, I I think that it's something where I mean, he had a girlfriend. I don't think you should cheat on people. Like I'll put it, I'll start it with that. You know, like if if I had a girlfriend, you cheated on me, that'd be the end of the relationship. Like I don't want to be with somebody who's doing that kind of stuff behind my back. But as a single, see, this is me also. I'm I have no level of fame, it's, you know. It, the only level of fame that I have in any way, shape or form is like I've been associated with some videos with MMA on point that have gotten a lot of views, but I'm also not like the face or the voice of like what they're doing. you know I mm-hmm. so so my my perspective is like if I did the same thing as him, if I spoke to some girl because I'm I and mean, once again, I'm not in a relationship. if I'm single and I'm having a conversation with some girl who seems really into me, my thing is like, well, I'm not famous. like if things kind of escalate, like, i mean that's i like girls you know i hope that girls like me you know like it's kind of one of those things but from Blampier's level like he would he was in, within the youtube community you have to consider him famous like he he really had a really big following and i could understand fangirls of his wanting to do things that he asked them to do but at the same time like I know there's going to be people who listen to this this podcast and think I'm like a you know misogynistic or an asshole but it's like no one no one held a gun up to these girls heads and like made them do these things either like I think that some of them might have enjoyed the attention they were getting from him and then later on were like I don't like this anymore and then we're going to say something about it like I but it's hard for me to know I don't know exactly how these conversations went I don't know if he was you know being incredibly pushy and like really like you know holding like his level of fame over these people or if they were conversations with people he might have had before he had any level of fame some of these people you know what i mean it's just really hard to it's really hard to know um he didn't like he didn't rape anybody he didn't kill anybody he didn't you know so it's just one of those things where i could understand cultaholic wanted to separate themselves from them especially as their brand was was starting because it's like you know we're this new thing We want people to like us. We don't want this attached to what we're doing. But like you said, I mean, he lost everything. And I've seen people do far, far, far worse things. I mean, like talk about like Logan Paul showing someone literally hanging in a forest. And that guy still has his career going on YouTube and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's kind of where I come from with it is like, I'm really, I think, along the lines of kind of what you were saying, Matthew, where it's like, you know, he paid the price. I feel bad for anybody who was hurt with, for what he did, but what he did, I don't know if what he did was as big and bad of a deal as kind of the consequences he's paid for it.
1: Right. I mean, but it's one of these things that obviously it's fine for me and you two blokey men, um, as <laughs> we talking about, it. it's one of these things I'd like to, maybe not like to, but you know, have the opportunity to um, talk with, you know, women in this conversation, because right now, Men love to talk about Blampier and what happened. Men, men can't wait to share their opinion. It's very rare you see any of the opinion from women and how they can relate to this. Because honestly, we're just thinking about, you know, hey, dicks, dicks, sure. dicks. Um, exactly. But with that, and again, uh, I don't want to talk about, uh, sorry, not talk but talk for Coloholic, but I know that they really were hurt by that. And when people do ask them, "Is he come back? No, no, <laughs> no, F no. No, he's not going to come back with Coloholic. And um, just because his, his, his brand was his thing and that's no longer a thing, we have to pretend that he's no longer existing. And yeah, again, when you're talking about beforehand, about like obviously saying St. and using his power and stuff like that, I'm keeping out of that because that's a debate for someone smarter than myself. And again, I don't know how to have, all, have uh, access to all the evidence. In fact, it would make a good ESPN take for 30. But though I'll say this when you're saying about, you're your, talking about your levels of fame and stuff like that. I am happy with being... Like the guy behind the video editing software, I would not want to be. So I mean, I'm, I struggle sometimes with the, the the I don't want to say fame, but you know, um, being known at level that I have because it messes with your head. If you think like you make one wrong move, you say one thing, if people are gonna turn on you. So at least I've learned from people like uh, Spoonie and all the other people that have paved the way for people like me. Who basically would, would F up on such a regular basis, I was just there with notes going, "All right, if I say or do something stupid that has annoyed or offended people, just own it and go, "You know what? I'm very sorry, and don't do it again." <laughs> don't dig your feet in and go, "No, you're the ones who are wrong." You know I've learned stuff like that, but I don't it's not so much messing up. It's the fact that, yeah, when you have people following you and telling you you're great, God it can mess with your head." Sure. I mean, it, it really can, and this is my level. Like, so we were out one time, I think it was was Jack's birthday, Jack the Jobbers, and we were all out, and this is when War Culture was still together, so it was like, lots of of people called Adam, (laughs) Command Powers of Colorholic and uh, uh, War Culture, so all out, and it was one club, and these poor guys were all together, so they get recognised quite frequently on nights out by people, and... You know, especially that night. And they're all like, hey, hey, hey. And Paul Ross, because they were going, and they were like, do, do the light, do the bit, do the bit, go and do the thing into the cameras. And uh, he's polite to begin with. And he's like, can you please leave me alone? Come on. <laughs> it's 1 a.m. And you ask him to do, like, you know, uh, what what time is it or whatever? And, you know, and but no one's coming up to me. And then eventually one of the videos, it's like, do you ever wish you had that level of fame? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, we're no, of course not. What, what you? I'm trying to have a night out on the... Sadly, I don't need the fame. This was never my intention. I didn't go 12 years ago. I'll be doing podcasts with guys does MMA on point, or oh my god, I'll uh, Conrad Thompson will fly me to America for Starcast and stuff like that. That is amazing to me. It's staggering. It's, it's literally unbelievable to me. And you know, and and people go, "Wow, Matthew, you're very humble." I'm like, I'm, I don't know, what I'm supposed to be doing. To be honest with you, I'm supposed to be like lording up. Am I supposed to be King Matthew or my scepter and crown? So I'm sorry for a guy like Blambier. I mean, I, I the blame him was suddenly you're very, very, very famous, and you've completely fucked up. I mean, what a horrible position to be in.
0: Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I and I'm with you there too. Like, I don't, I'm not seeking any level of fame. Like, I like doing my podcast, like what we're on right now, because I get a chance to talk to people that I think are interesting and people that I look up to, and and I know that a lot of other people like these same people too. So it's like giving them a chance to you know, hear the perspective of people that they're fans of like, but it isn't like about me, you know what I mean? This isn't like, I want to become famous for doing a podcast. It's like, Hey, I have Matthew from watch on. You've probably watched a lot of his videos. This is the man behind the videos. Like check this out. Same thing when I'm interviewing an independent pro wrestler, I interview a lot of those guys and it's like, Hey, I want you to make sure people know when your bookings are, know where to find your merchandise, know who you were a fan of growing up. You know, I want people to be able to, to recognize them same with like the, the videos with MMA on point. Like, I love that I, I do video editing, you know, it's like, I can be behind the scenes. Because like you said, when you get a certain level of fame, that's what that would really, really scare me to be as famous as Adam Wampier was, because, because you don't know who your real friends are, you don't know who's people what people's intentions are behind, you know, the way that they treat you and act around you and stuff. And and I would just, I would never want that. I would just want, you know, genuine people around me that, for the most part, I've known before any level of fame, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to put it in perspective, Blampier, when he got to spend everything, was, it made the news on BBC.com. That's, that, 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 that's a huge thing. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, one of my Facebook friends is uh, <laughs> it's on the BBC. Like, it's literally insane to me. So yeah, I, I can't cope with, I can barely cope with like, People come up and go, man. I had a bad day today, Matthew. And I watched your video and I was cheered up. So I'm there behind the video, thinking, "Fucking hell! Well, the, be- the next video better be just as good, or you are going to have an even worse day. And you become a Batman villain." Oh, jeez. Yeah, and I'd rather, I'd rather be known. I'm still rather this day. Um, you know, once called all it get rid of me. Um, I'd rather be you known as a guy like, oh, who did that video that I found amusing, rather than like, oh, that guy that I can relate to, because I don't find myself very interesting or fascinating. These are things I probably shouldn't be saying on a on a podcast. People... <laughs> <laughs> no, in his was, words, I, he's very dull and interesting. <laughs> this, this podcast was Steven. No, I
0: I appreciate the honesty a lot, man. Um, it shows that you're a real person, dude. You're 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 even more so like the common wrestling fan than I thought. You know, going into, it. I didn't expect any level of like, you know, I didn't think that you were egotistical or anything like that coming into it by any means. But like,
1: you seem like a really cool, genuine dude, man. I try to be. I mean. People see it at wrestling shows and they are nice, but it, it's only very occasionally people go, "Hey, can I, sorry to bother you." And I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not being funny, pal. Can I talk to you after this match?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, you you actually still like like wrestling?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes." So I was here to like the hobnob with people. I'm like, "No, no I want to watch this match." So, because I remember I, watched, I was went to OTT in Ireland and I came there a bit late and it was in the middle of uh, Ilya Dragunov versus uh, oh Christ, who was it? Eerie. and they just. To piss out of each other and i'm just so i can't find my seat but I'm, the match has started so just like not not like in the aisle way but like you know how it is on a, it's like a little a little arena so there's chairs uh every four bits and then there's like the little gaps for the walkway so i'm just like kind of stood there trying to squat to make myself look less <laughs> less distract less mm-hmm. like a fire hazard and then yeah people that, that match ended and the bell rang didn't anything and then some people came up to me and goes hey how you doing we saw you but we, we you looked like you were, like really in thought <laughs> you really enjoying the match <laughs> that's what i like that's, that that's the kind of fame i want like sorry to bother you <laughs> yes don't bother great. me at 3am going ma <laughs> The only time I've ever been recognized in any
0: way, shape, or form. Well, it happens at in indie wrestling shows every now and then, but that's because like I go to the same venues a lot and like people listen to the podcast or you know like, but that's where you'd expect people to recognize you. You know what I mean? It's like not that I expect anyone to know who I am, but like if I'm gonna get recognized anywhere, it's gonna be at an independent wrestling show where there's a hundred people total in the building and I'm wearing the Fight Talk Podcast shirt, you know what I mean? So it's like that that's you know, but there was one time, uh do you guys have Kroger's over there, like the shopping or grocery store. Do you know what Kroger is? Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Okay, so we have a Kroger here in Nashville that's open 24 hours a day. And I went in there after a long day of video editing. I walk in at like two in the morning and some random guy, there were like three people in the grocery store and this random guy was like, hey, I'm on point. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I cannot believe somebody recognized who I am. And it was right around the time that we had put out a video that had done really well that I wrote. So it's like the timing kind of made sense. But I, I, I understand to a small extent what you're saying, though, man. It's like it's cool. Like it's cool for someone to come up and be like, hey, I don't want to bother you, but like I, I like the work you guys do. Like that's cool. But the other level of fame where like, you just can't go anywhere without people recognizing you, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, I mean, even at, um, at StarCast, people like not – I mean – a lot of people recognise me, but compared to how many people were there, it must have been a very low percentage because it was just the vast amount of people there. I'm like, no, that that's nice, that's fine. Yes. And I'd rather, I'd rather like, you know, hang out with someone. People get really weird out by like that. It's it's understandable in the UK, it doesn't really translate in America. I'd rather like, you know, hang out with you and get to know you than be like, you know, you come up to me and go, hey, how you doing? Can I take a photo? Cool button, and then I'd never see the guy again. That that's <laughs> that's weirder to me than like. So like, I think it was Saturday morning or whatever uh, last year when I went to Chicago. I think it was in the hall. The what's it fucking called? Lobby. Jesus, I'm again basic words. Um, <laughs> I was in the lobby and I'm hungry. I just basically people are like, Hey, how you doing, Matthew? I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm happy to see them. Then you know me. I'm like, hey, wanna go get some wings? And they were like, no, not really. my like, oh, <laughs> Chris, take a photo of you, then leave. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go get wings by myself. <laughs> oh man. Didn't really translate, but I think maybe that's off-putting. They're like, ah, <laughs> I'll like King oh. Ghidorah to them or something. <laughs>
0: Dude, if I ever run into you anywhere and you ask me to go your wings, I'll definitely go get some wings
1: with you, dude. Yeah, but that's just me. I'm, I try and be friendly as possible to my Christian upbringing, I guess. So, I mean, people see that and think I'm being weird. I do apologize. It is just me. I'll be like, hey, let's hang out. I'm like, no, get the fuck away from me. I just want a new Facebook profile photo.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, well, before we wrap this up, dude, I, I just want to ask you a couple more questions on uh, on the botchamania product itself, just some stuff. I was oh, please, dude! I think the
1: majority of this has been fucking talking about
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm glad we got that out there, though, because that's stuff people want to hear about. It really is. There's a lot of people that just are totally lost in the situation and just want to get some opinions on it. So I'm, I'm glad we did that. But um, as far as botchamania goes, like, do you have any favorite clips? Like, because I'll say for myself, I still to this day probably laugh the hardest. And it's, like, such an old clip. But it's Scott Steiner falling off the ring apron in Bad Blood onto oh Test. Oh, my God. Because, like, he doesn't make the jump at all. Like, for some reason, that's just, like, the funniest thing in the world to me. Do you have any kind of clips
1: like that that stand out for you? There's a few. I mean, the all-time greatest Citizen Kane Criterion Collection botch of all time is but will forever be the Shockmaster. Oh, of it's, course. Sure. I mean, nothing's going to beat that. It, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, that always makes me, always makes me laugh because there's always something new you, you you find out or look at it or discover. Like, it was only like two years ago, I found out, I um, was listening to, was it? Oh, Stevie Ray had a series on uh, Total Match Wrestling's YouTube channel and he's talking about bits because he was obviously there as Harlem Heat. And he said, um, Sid was there saying, you, you need to move those stuff or the guy's going to fall over. And the guy said, no, but like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, no, he's going to fall over. And like, yeah, yeah, shut up, wrestler. We're stunned people. We know what we're doing. And then obviously he fell over. So if you go watch it, there's a voice, as soon as he falls over, he goes, I told you. And that's Sid. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah just I don't know who he's talking to. he's like, yeah, I told you fall over. And then, you know, obviously it goes to hell. That one, um, as far as stuff that I've made that makes me laugh. Um, fuck on me still gets me going, uh, with Cody Rhodes. Um, but less so it uh the clip itself, not because I'm there, like to the to the left of Cody Rhodes. I mean, I don't even look like the same species of human being next to Cody Rhodes. I mean, I'm sure he loved it, but it looked like the... You ever see that that Chad versus Virgin meme that's going around?
0: No, I don't think so. Oh,
1: you don't know what's going on? Oh, never mind. <laughs> carrying on. But um, that makes me laugh. Um, but not so much that, but just because the remixes people make, you know. Fuck on me when you're not strong, <laughs> I'll be your... And Vampiro demanding his music be playing. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, oh. The ridiculous situation he is, he's at the announce table, which is next to the ring. The people in the ring are calling him out, Hey, get in the ring. Uh-huh. And Vampiro won't leave the announce table unless his music is played, which doesn't make any sense because he's there. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> they play it, but because he's like a yard away from the ring, like, I think it's back and black. They start playing, he's like, dun, 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 and he's there. Like, don't even get the drums, and he's there. Um, so yeah, those are two ones I like. Where did, uh,
0: I know like you started the idea off, but now you take the fan submissions, but like, I always get a kick out of the endings to the botchamanias also like, um, how did that, I guess, kind of come together? You were just like, yo, I'll just throw some clips together that I think are funny. And then like fans maybe started reaching out to you and asking if they could be a part of it or did like you like outward, like and ask people
1: to, to start
0: submitting or like, how did that
1: work? Yeah. I mean, like everything else, it started off, I made one and then people went, oh, I've got an idea for one or sometimes they'll make them. And I'll be like, okay, great. And it just basically starts off like that. I mean, I think some people like the fact that I credit people. I'm not like, you know, one of these mean people that takes it and goes, it's mine now. I'm like, no, nah, this, this guy made this. He, he did it good. And it's it's really awkward when people come up and say, like, oh, you, that was a great video you did. I'm like, I didn't make that one, but thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate it anyway. Um, Yeah, I put that in the timeline at the right bit. I'll, I'll take credit for that. But everything else, there's some other dude. But yeah, again, it just happens. People want to be part of like the botch mania thing people get excited and go "Wow, oh, i'm in a botch mania i'm like you're in a botch mania goes, yeah i made that video i'm like all oh, right right <laughs> and uh yeah no that's, it's nice it gives you that i don't know nice warm feeling you're, you're part of the botch club i'm oh, no, not the botch club that's fucking and Anderson, isn't it and um, you're part of a botch society there we go we'll call it that and again some of them some of the ones that i think are the best ones are the ones that get the worst feedback and some of the ones that i think are crap and take like 10 minutes to make are the ones that get the biggest reactions. Well, there's, there's, there's no justice.
0: I think, I, I don't even remember what the reference was, but I remember laughing so hard at one of those clips. It was, it was, uh, Oh you know what it was. It was, it was like, Oh my God, it's new Jack. And then it was like that dude.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that annoyed a lot of people actually. Um, Cause reading about it at work, there was a thing about a guy, jumping on, oh, which parliament was it? It was like Finnish parliament or something, the protest and so they're at the, they're at the parliament meeting and then this guy just jumps off the balcony and hits a, it's a table to protest but there was a big photo of him like off the balcony about to hit the table and I thought, well, it's New Jack! yeah, <laughs> so And a lot of people didn't like it because they thought the guy was trying to kill himself I'm like, well, no, it's I mean, what a friggin' way to do it, dude? splash a table off the thing. No, no, he was fine, he was just a protest and obviously I'm sure he's hurt, but he, he didn't die Um. Yeah. But, yeah, some people were not happy with that. And then some people thought it was the best thing I've ever done. So it's it's very weird. It's, you have to really accept the fact that – I mean, that's why I try to make many variety, because some people are going to like that bit. Some people are going to like the indie clips, Some people are going to like the video game music. But It's rare you get somebody who likes everything that's in these. But I'm like, that's fine. It's a variety. You're not supposed to like everything. Um, But I did get a clip. <laughs> Fuck. It shows the some the level of fans I sometimes have to talk to. Somebody sent me a clip. He said, hey, Matthew, have you seen this clip? And it was to, uh, it was to break.com, I think. So that was, all, that was already like, oh, this is not going to be good. And he said, see this clip? And it was a guy off his head on mushrooms or acid on top of a uh, apartment building, like a really big one. And he thought there was a pool down below. So he just dives off and does a swanton and, you know, dies, basically turns into a milkshake. And he went, You should put the Hardy Boys music over this. Oh my I'm like, God. I like, What the? <laughs> like, oh what God. level of desensitization are you at, mate, right now? And I went, Thank you, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to avoid real death, but that much, <laughs> much appreciate it. And he went, Oh, it's fine. And they always, the best ideas are people, people always end up replying to God, thank you. Or if I say, No, this wasn't a good idea, they go, Thank you for replying, Matthew. I was very high when I typed this and I forgot I sent it. I'm like, That's, that's fine. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Yeah, that would be such a bad idea to show that. But I mean, Jesus.
1: Well, I've, never, um, I've never forgotten it though. So I mean, the guy, a, maybe the guy to point. You guys, the last video it? was just this dude dying. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's all, folks. But, right. but but I I will say I watched that uh that new Jack clip, the dude jumping. I probably watched that clip fifty times. I laughed so hard at that. Um, oh, that was so perfect.
1: Again, um, I'm, I'm very flattered by this, Stephen. That you remember that, and this was a long time ago. Yeah, but people, people still oh, remember yeah. that clip. <laughs> uh, a, like, sorry, I'm I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes, but
0: I'm, I'm a real fan, dude. I really am. Um, with, uh, I love you, Steven. Thank you. With, uh, with the uh, one other thing I wanted to ask, and this will pretty much wrap it up with uh with the wrestler shout-outs that you get, like at the beginning of a lot of the episodes. Like, how did that start? Did did you start forming relationships with these guys? Like, when you went to shows, or did you start just like proactively reaching out to them? Or like, how did that all start happening?
1: Oh, that's a good question. And um... It was oh Christ, I actually forget the name of the company because they there was a the last show they did that a Newcastle based company had a show back when there was not a lot of Newcastle wrestling and El Generico was on the card. I was like, Oh, cool. And so I went to go with my mate. And this one, my mate was actually going through a bad period, so he didn't want to go. And I went, No, you're coming, I'll pay for your tickets, come along and you know, pest him to get out the house because it was good for him. He was like, Oh, thank you very much, I'm loving this. Yeah, and El Generico's then I have an El Generico t shirt on and he was like, Oh, you know, you're doing that, you know. Uh, 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 pretend Spanish, whatever. He's like, oh, good old t shirt oh." No, like, thank you Go. And then he just said, my mate, you should get him to do an intro or a video. And I went, no. And i had never gone up to a wrestler at this point. This is 2011. And I'd never gone up to a wrestler and said nothing. I'd never gone, hey, I'm the barge guy, whatever. I was I, I was, you know, faceless to a lot of people. And I was happy with that. And he said, go on, do it. And I wouldn't have done it unless I brought my friend. I've never would have gone up to a wrestler. I respect them too much. Still to this day, even though I know they're all, you know, just like you and me, just having to wear spandex, I still have that that respect for them. Even if, even if my choice of videos isn't reflected, so i, I like I expected to go up to him and go, "Oh, I do Botchmania," and him go, "You motherfucker!" and his break character, rip his mask off, and start just beating the shit out of me, but. And I said, like, oh, you're because also great, El Generico. Look, I've got your shirt. Oh, great, great. I do botch mania. And you know, try to change the subject. And his, his face turned. He was like, You you do El Botchumania? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, cool. Uh, watch I like Botchumania. I'm like, I'm like, fuck you, watch it? You know, like, wow. <laughs> they have YouTube in Mexico, that's awesome. And uh, and then it's like, oh my god, he likes it, likes it, likes it. And I like, likes, like. My, my friend's like, Did you ask him for a video? I went, No, just like, go back and fucking ask him. I was like, All right, and when like, hello, El Generico. Third time seeing you tonight, I'm sure he's looking at me. I said, like, Do you want to do an intro? And he goes, just and he goes, like, like, do do what oh? I'm like, well, you know, just say, Hey, I'm El Ginoco and I like Botchmania. And he goes, Oh, okay. And he does it. You know, and that was the first one. And also at that show was, oh, Christ, I Marty Skull and Zach Saber Jr. So they did the next one. And that's all I had. So then the one after that didn't have any. And people said, Hey, why is there no in- wrestlers doing the intros? And I went, well, I've gone on any wrestling shows. And and then somebody Oh, his name was like Jake Milkman or something, <laughs> who I've never heard of since, so I'm sure he's doing really well from like some <laughs> some Idaway Mid-South looking company. Um, and yeah, he sent he sent one in. I went, oh, cool. And people going, wait, how have you gone from frigging El Generico to Zack Sabre Jr. and My Skull to some dude? And I went, well, he sent one. Oh, and a bunch of wrestlers saw that and just started sending them in. And so even nowadays, people go like, how much do I have to pay to... Do an intro, I'm like, we well, do fucking pay for This is my way of saying, Look, I'm really sorry for using the clips where you fuck up constantly. Here's an intro, get yourself over, don't be too long. And lose it in, and like, oh, okay. And I think that's you know, why like, oh I'm gonna, I was about to say something stupid, then so I'll stop myself. But like I guess there's a certain level of Oh, I'm just saying the wrong thing here, because I wanna say make it makes sound like pretentious. But wrestlers, wrestlers like the fact that they can, you know, plug me or use this to plug themselves and then you know, it's nice now because then wrestlers pretend to be nice and friendly to me. <laughs> And I'm like, I know. Don't be like, like, like we're good friends or anything like that. Just say, look, I want to do an intro. And I'm like, oh that's fine. You don't have to talk to me ever again. Because everyone's like, hey Matthew, how you doing? How's the kids? I'm like, you don't fucking <laughs> Just ask me. It's all right. It's fine. But it's really awkward because like, some kids will send in clips. Like, can I, can I be in this? I'm like, who the fuck are you? It's like, oh I'm just I'm a friend. I'm I'm Randy Orton legend killer four twenty on Twitter. I'm like, no, you're not a wrestler kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's
0: amazing. Dude. I've really enjoyed this conversation, Matthew. Like, thank Have you. you. Really,
1: I've sucked. I'm so sorry, Paul.
0: No, no, man. No, well, it's this has been healthy, great. and
1: then decided to get ill and full of mold. Just no, for you. dude. No, this has been this has
0: been amazing. This is something I think people are gonna really, really enjoy listening to. Um, this has been the Frank Trigg versus AJ Styles of the podcast. <laughs> they yeah, the Kurt Angle lookalike. Before we get out of here, uh, please. I mean, I know we talked a lot about botchamania and stuff, but like. Is there anything else that you want to plug on my show before we leave? Like any other like projects coming up in the future or anything else you want people to know about?
1: Uh, nothing just yet. Uh, there's a few projects I'm coming, but they might not happen. But if they will, I'll message you in the future and we'll just edit it probably. No, that was supposed to be horrible. That sounded horrible, didn't it? Sorry, I'm running out of steam here. Uh, no, just watch your mania for now and holic if you're that way inclined. Uh, if you don't like watching mania, that's absolutely not a problem. You don't have to. There's many other videos you could be watching, like, oh, fuck, I don't know, uh, MMA on point.
0: Yeah. A bit, like,
1: a bit like what culture for MMA, but a lot better than that sentence sounds, I think, personally, because you make it about the content and less about the presenters. So well done there. And that's all I've got to say. Full stop. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate the kind words. Thanks once again for watching the stuff we do at MMA On Point. And, and like I said, this is, this is an interview I've wanted to do for a really long time. So, I mean, I really can't thank you enough, Matthew. Thanks.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Never make you heroes. <laughs> thank you very much, Stephen. I really appreciate uh, talking about me for an hour. <laughs> yes. All right, man. Have a great day. Take care, yourself. Pal. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Thank you once again to Matthew for joining the show. And thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. Make sure to give me a good rating, a good review. It helps out so much. It takes no time and it's totally free, so please help us out. Also, make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Fight Talk Underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You can listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every single weekend over at fightful.com. I talk all non WWE news, I give predictions recaps, results, all that good stuff. Once again, it's at Fightful.com. You can also check out the work we do at MMA On Point. I do video editing, I run their social media, and I honestly think we put out the best mixed martial arts-related content on the internet. You can check us out on YouTube, just search MMA On Point. You can follow us on Instagram at MMA On Point, and you can follow us on Twitter at On Point MMA. Also, if you're into video games, I game on Twitch occasionally. You can jump on there at twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. And of course, I have merchandise available at whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Anything you buy on that website, any money I make there gets reinvested right back into this podcast and the other stuff that I do. So it helps make this better for you guys as listeners and you know, people who consume the content. Also makes it a little better for me. It gets me better equipment. So it's a little easier on myself as well. So once again, that is whatamaneuver.net. Just search Fight Talk Podcast. Anything you pick up is going to a good cause, which is me and you. That's going to do it for the episode. I'm going to give a shout out to my sponsors real quick. Starting with WrestleRumble.com. Jump on WrestleRumble.com right now. The AEW All Out Pick'em Contest is live. The top prize is $1,000 cash. That's $1,000 000, 000 cash. And second and third, they're both going to be getting a mystery box, like a surprise mixture of, of you know prizes from WrestleRumble.com. So... Jump on there. A lot of cash and prizes available over there just for knowing about professional wrestling. I know I'll be entering and I'll have some giveaways going. Just once again, if you're following me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore, I'll give away some entries to you guys over the next couple weeks. Also, make sure to follow them on Twitter at Rumble to stay up to date with all their contests. Also, I want to give a shout out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is the best pro wrestling memorabilia company out there. They have action figures, they have magazines, old programs, autographs, pretty much anything you can think of, they have it. Just follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at HL Pro Wrestling. They're nice people, they do fair business. If you're going to buy that kind of stuff, get it from them. And last but never least, shout out to my brother Brian Jensen. Brian is a professional boxing coach, he's a personal trainer, he helps with Parkinson's foundations. He can help you reach your goals. Give him a follow on Instagram at boxing atl that's b-o-x-i-n-g-a-t-l shoot him a follow send him a message if you're in the atlanta georgia area he can help you in person if you're anywhere else in the entire world he can help you remotely if you want to lose weight learn how to throw hands get in better shape whatever it is he can help you out once again that's brian jensen on instagram at boxing atl so not sure exactly when my next podcast is going to drop i know that i'll be doing predictions for wrestlerumble.com for AEW All Out. And I do have a guest lined up for that. And I never like to announce that ahead of time because when things fall through, I don't like to overpromise and under-deliver. But I do have a guest lined up for that as of right now. And I believe that I'll be dropping probably a few days before All Out. So might be another week or so. Uh, maybe I'll get another interview in before then with someone else. We'll see. But until next time, I will be back soon.